Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. I'm Helen Corsi-Cadmore, an award-winning business growth specialist, coach and consultant and a mum to twin girls. My podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to have a better balanced life and of course, avoiding burnout. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fabulous and Female. Today I am delighted to be here with the lovely Nicole Louise Weiner. Nicole is a business strategist, mentor and coach and an ex-global investment banker who has worked with thousands of clients worldwide. She combines practical business skills with a BSc in psychology and has a no bullshit approach to help her clients build profitable businesses they love. I know we're already going to get on because we both have talked about being sweary Marys, so that's good. She is a well-respected coach, is an anti-bullying champion, and is passionate about bringing more kindness into business through building communities of support. And Nicole has got over 18 years of studying psychology and has 13, over 13 years of managing global businesses. So now she empowers ambitious professionals to create a business on their terms so they can make more impact and more income without the sacrifice. So welcome and thank you for coming as a guest with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. So a little bit of a more of a professional bio there, but tell me about the real Nicole Louise Weiner. Oh, as well as being a sweary Mary and obviously <laughs> all of that, like I'm an Essex bird through and through. I have had my business for five years now. Before that, I was working at a global investment bank for 10 years on like business management, stuff behind the scenes, operational stuff in head office. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, set my business, my first, set my first business up in 2018. Yeah. Because you've had a couple of, couple of, couple of business, haven't you? So what was your first yeah. one? Uh, it was an outsourcing business. So essentially yeah. moving some of the skills that I had, this was definitely imposter stuff as well, but okay. from, from <laughs> being in banking when I was more doing PAEA sort of personal mm-hmm. ex- exec assistant stuff before I moved into more business management roles, using that with online businesses to help them streamline their back end to be able to yeah. make more money by taking away the admin stuff. And then I grew that really quickly to sort of an agency model where I had Fantastic. a team of freelancers helping me. So I was scaling my time. Um, but I was also caring for my NAM full time whilst I was growing that, which was mm. beautiful and challenging and all of those things. Yeah, um, yeah. And then in 2020, I decided to go full time with the coaching and mentoring, which like was nothing to do with COVID. It was just that it was time. I was coaching was and mentoring my clients for free essentially oh, like they were getting the a lovely lot. freebies you're giving away yeah, yeah and just, just love that. um yeah so I thought well I better start I better own this and step up and start doing this properly so yeah and here we are now so five years in how it, honestly how are things oh it's constantly a shit show like I mean <laughs> I was just we were just saying when we came on we were like Feels like bedtime. It's like this. Uh, well, it's now quarter past one. I was like, "Yeah, can I sneak in a little nap?" And then, you know, I was I like, "Yeah, take a tactical nap." A tactical <laughs> nap is one of my favourite self care routines. Like, definitely. Do you know? And the last five years, I mean, it's been so interchangeable. We've gone through a global mm. pandemic in that time as well. Yeah. I had incredible social anxiety that was crippling. I didn't leave the house pretty much for like eighteen in, months in the pandemic. Yeah. 
Wow, yeah. okay. Um, so he's I been just, up and just down. To say, just yeah. to say on that, if that's okay, just for, like, I want to say well done. It probably sounds a bit patronising, <laughs> but I want to say well done, because even actually being here now talking mm. socially, we've actually never met, is huge. Yeah. So I am going to say bloody well done. Thank you. Yeah. That's kind of you to say. And and I take it yeah. actually. Yeah, too. You know what? It was hard. I went through a breakup at the same time. Yeah. Somebody that I was with for seven yeah. years when I really yeah. needed that support. That was really tough. But yeah, I mean, I'm here. I now do in-person stuff with my clients as well as online stuff. I talk to strangers and go to the supermarket <laughs> on my own, which sounds like just, you know, like a, but yeah, um, life Huge. feels very much like back to normal. Um, yeah, good. Yeah. And, and business has grown dramatically in that time as well so it's been a it's been a rut the last five years have been a roller coaster up and down as is life well I was gonna say though would it be a business if things weren't up and down on that roller coaster because you know I've been in this business so my previous business Tiger was very different to what my coaching business is now and actually being in this business I actually find more I don't like the word challenge, as a lot of uh, my listeners will know, but there's yeah. more opportunities that give you more stress, I think, being on your own in business. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, any any sort of business you're in, or even not just business, if you're in a career, is going to have those ups and downs. And it's how you deal with them mm. or, you know, take opportunities from them, which will make you into the person you are now. So I want to know, please, what made you leave your corporate position? timing was very right so one of the things that I am driven by Mm. is time right and time for people that you love freedom all of that so when I was growing up my parents ran their own businesses Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents at the weekends over well pretty much like March to October so all the summer holidays all of that kind of stuff very 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 fortunate to have that Mm. my granddad passed away when I was five um, mm. had still remember him so that's oh, lovely wow. and that's why I have such a close relationship with my nan and when I cared for her but mm. time has always been this thing for me like having enough time to spend with the people that you love and don't get me wrong like my parents worked really hard yeah. and they've given us a, an amazing life because of that but you can't get time back that's yeah. one of the things yeah. that we cannot we cannot get back so when I was in banking, I was doing all this stuff to like streamline operations and manage teams and make things more effective and manage calendars and all of the stuff. But I couldn't change the culture there in terms of like allowing that exec that was on a six figure plus salary Mm -hmm. to be home for the school play for bath time for and and that just felt out of alignment for me because no matter what I did. Yeah it didn't make because of the culture and it was it was and it sounds a bit of a defeatist mindset and I'm not here for black and white thinking and like you know that limited yeah. mindset but it was too big a culture for me to change on my own and and I yeah. was kind of like banging that drum like yeah so no I can imagine I can imagine when there's a lot of people well actually it doesn't have to be a lot of people it could just be that one person mm-hmm. but if that culture is not aligning with you then you are just hitting your head aren't you you yeah. just that brick wall is just always going to be there Exactly. And I wanted to change it, but it was a brick wall. 
it was mm. and mm. and even if it's what the directors that I was working with and for wanted it yeah. was what was being driven from leadership and and just the culture of large organizations it tends to be it has changed probably a little bit since covid but then it's kind of I think a lot of it's coming back so coming back yeah yeah, yeah definitely from what yeah. I see as well it's, it's starting to trickle back into to pre-pandemic yeah unfortunately which I think all, you know but Mm. is sad, is quite sad actually like you know it's very sad. We, everyone's yeah. learned that actually businesses can operate really efficiently with more flexible working and mm-hmm. with you know remote working which isn't the same as flexible working it's different and no, um, but that you know it's all coming back and 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 for me the reason for leaving in the mm. end was I wanted to work with people who had the same values as me through and through and business owners people you know my parents ran their own businesses so there was a Mm. drive there and then the time became right we moved from Essex to Hertfordshire um, and I was caring for my nan so it was just the right time yeah yeah yeah. and did you go straight into the the VA work the outsourcing yeah yeah how did you find that transition obviously I know that's what you were sounds like what you're doing for a part of your previous life but how did you find that transition from going from that weren't interested in changing cultures to oh my god I can do what I want that was it it was incredible like it was kind of like I was dreaming it was like you know um yeah oh my god this person actually wants this too and they're actually taking action on the things you know working with small business owners for me which for me is like you know a one-person band or um maybe someone who has a small team of like between five and ten so it's like a smaller business they there's no hierarchy there's no layers of approval so if you want to change something culture wise um you know systems wise whatever that looks like they you can just do it and and that that was that was pretty epic like that was yeah 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 I just watched it obviously my guests can't see this but your facial expressions there were just like you know it's bloody brilliant (laughs) (laughs) you can't get away from the smiles that are there it's like wow really empowering I know that that word can get bandied around a bit but actually the empowerment you get from being your own boss and and Mm. seeing what you can do is um yeah it's brilliant let's go into a bit more of a a deeper topic if that's okay Mm. so one of the reasons um I've brought you on the podcast today is is to talk about your business and your background but also you're so passionate about being an anti-bullying champion Mm. talk me through that um Nicole oh where do I start like with that so bullying is a I I have to catch myself on this, actually. I'd say it's a lifelong thing. And the reason that I say that and that it is still sometimes in the present is because of having an online, quite a large online presence. You know, my audience is about 26,000 collectively now. So like, you know, we can't control what other people are going to do or say. Um, So I would say it's a lifelong thing. Now, Mm. this started for me when I was in primary school. Um, I am a half Indian Jew I'm shit at both of those things by the way but (laughs) nonetheless I've got darker skin um and my hair is very very curly people normally find that quite strange as well but like you know what mine is yeah mine is ringlet curly and I straighten it and I obviously yeah you will you will see Nicole's face when uh, when this (laughs) goes out live but yeah that's that's insane because it's easier to manage when it's straight although Mm -hmm. I have started challenging myself on is this because I was picked on for having curly frizzy hair but nonetheless I still stick by I like touch my hair all the time and I'm always playing with it so it's easier to manage when it's when it is straight so that is still a truth it's not you know something I'm making up there and but yeah, like that's one of the things I was bullied for that. I was bullied for the, the color of my skin and looking different. I was bullied for being short. I was bullied for 
I mean, I had eczema, like that was different. I remember, and this is probably why I'm so passionate about chocolate. Um, <laughs> and the I went to a dietitian, they sort of said, you know, maybe cut out dairy. That was always a thing, uh, you know, just going mm. back sort of like maybe gosh, nearly 30 years. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, we haven't cut out chocolate. Chocolate is very much still a staple of my diet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it sort of started there and, and it followed me into secondary school. Um, sadly, I had some really horrific experiences with different groups of friends who were obviously not really friends. Not friends, yeah. But at one point I couldn't, I couldn't leave the house or school without a chaperone. That was probably for about wow. six months. Um, not because of anxiety, because of the fact that there were people waiting at school gates and stuff, which was just absolutely, absolutely horrific. Um, and then also into adult life, you know, mm. some of those things have shown up again and, and again, challenging myself and whether that's me or something else. Mm. Um, but the fact that some people are just really bloody nasty and some people are yeah. really bloody mean and whatever yeah. hurt people, hurt people and all of that. kind. I know we get mm. all of that. It doesn't make it acceptable, though. It absolutely um, bloody doesn't. No. And that, and that's my drive. Like I mm. know what it's like to feel very alone. I know what it's like to feel like you have no one, like no one understands you're the only person going through it. Like no one's talked to, no one's going to mm. get it. And I never want anyone to feel like that. So I know in business, it can be really lonely as well. And <laughs> we were saying about that before. Like, really lonely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm an introvert. So I, you know, I don't miss as much like the part around, you know, being in office with other people, actually, as I've unmasked my ADHD, I can't deal with noise and too many other smells yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Not that yeah. everyone's smelly. I mean, more like food. Well, some no. people are smelly. <laughs> There's the bananas in the drawers that I've got a massive issue with. Like I hate bananas. And one thing about offices you used to think, oh my God, you've opened that drawer and you've got a banana in there. Why would you do that to everyone else in your space? Like, and also who puts a banana in a drawer because well, exactly. that's not where a banana's meant to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I know this because my parents had greengrocers growing up. So I know all about oh, it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I wanted to say to you, Nicole? You just, and we will come back to it, but meeting you for the first time on this call today, all of those things you've said, mm. you would never know that have happened. Mm. You are absolutely beautiful. You've got the most gorgeous hair, whether it's straight or curly. Um, your skin, I was thinking actually, freaking on, oh my God, your skin is, so, and obviously, you know, we're, we're, on, we're on Zoom here, but your skin looks so beautiful um you would never think there's eczema involved and I don't know where it is on your body but your skin is so beautiful and actually your smile is so radiant but how dare anyone take that smile away from you for that time you know it's really shocked me I've got uh, my daughters are are three I've got twins who are three right and to think that I would have to have somebody to chaperone them to leave their front door is, is infuriating me and I just want to say I'm so glad you're here and you're still smiling like you are because it's making me even more determined to support this bullying you know I think yeah. it's support the anti-bullying sorry I'm yeah, definitely yeah. not supporting the bullying <laughs> no, can I just say that um yeah. so you've got a large following on so- socials I guess you're following yeah, yeah. so do you still get that bullying online as you do as you did offline how does that make you feel now? It's it's really interesting. First of all, I want to say thank you for the compliments because I'm getting better at accepting those. So thank Good. you. Take them all. Take them all. Yeah. And it. How do I deal with that now? I mean, 
one thing that my um this always stands out for me I was about 16 17 mm. um and I was in the car with my godmother and we were talking about something and the bullying the bullying at some points in my life turned me quite cold okay. which people find quite surprising to hear mm. now mm. um very sort of cutthroat which to be honest if someone pisses me off enough I can still I can still be like I'm a good yeah. person I don't take any shit um but she I don't think that's me, a bad thing though that you've taken that level of there's no mess in here yeah I actually think that's a that's a strength and it's hard to implement sometimes especially yeah. when you lean into like what that brings up mindset wise you know with the mm. psychology of how yeah. we work yes. like people pleasing <laughs> feeling like you're not good enough that whole fawn mm. behavior as in you know that that pleasing other people not wanting to say something that's going to upset anyone not being great with boundaries like all of yeah. that it's difficult and it's still challenging now but online I think it is easier when you have a little bit of distance, but it's also mm. not because you think this person doesn't even know me. Like, why would they yeah. show up and be so mean? Usually I do one of two things. I send them love because they clearly need a hug. Yeah, um, I love that. And if it's depending on what it is, then I, I just block them. You know, yeah. I have a strong belief that you are the sum of the people you spend like the, the most time with. So mm. if those people are like that, whether they're, fake accounts real accounts trolls as their keyboard warrior jobs whatever they do right mm-hmm. I don't want to be around people who are like that so no. by a ele- let but I get it like sometimes people are like yeah but they're giving you reach and I'm like I don't want their reach what? I don't what? want who to would, reach sorry who would say that you don't want their reach you don't want those people that energy in your reach no I'd so, rather have no reach 100 percent. like yeah. I do not want to be around dickheads like one of yeah. the things that I always say like to people everyone's welcome unless you're a knob like I don't yeah. <laughs> And don't if you don't bring. think you're a knob, then double check yourself because you might be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're questioning it, then we probably should. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> I love that. I love that. And you know what, though? Um, giving people the love back, it can be seen as a bit, you know, patronising to some people. But I actually think it's a really good tactic because you're right. And not a tactic, um, a reaction, because they probably do need the love and they need Mm -hmm. to go on that journey to get that. And interestingly, I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine um, last week and she said, this person is is, um, bothering me and I know it shouldn't bother me, but what can I do? And I totally got to remember is that's their energy, that's their issues. How much time do you want to spend on that person? Because actually, if you're spending so much of your positive energy on that person then get them out of your life. So if that's blocking them, if that's just sending them love, whatever you want to do, you know, I think there's there's a lot to be said of how much energy we spend on other people. A hundred percent. people. So true. And I, so yeah. with love to my mother, if she ever listens to this, which I mean, she has no real idea what I do. So it's, it's highly unlikely, <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah. she you never know. <laughs> has terrible road rage, right? Right. Okay. And, and I inherited some of that from her. But now when I see her doing that, I'm like, that person didn't even realize that they yeah. pissed you off. They yeah. don't even know that they cut you up, that they didn't say thank you, that whatever those things are. Right. Yeah. And I know sometimes we can all get irked by those things. But if I'm really annoyed about something like that, for example, the same with like, but this is this, this, to bring it to life in a different way. Mm. I'll just be like, do you know what? You're a fucking idiot. I hope you have a nice <laughs> life. And <laughs> 
and good for you. And, and then just keep driving. It's that and kind of like, just keep, just keep going because yeah. you're the only person choosing to stay in that energy of being pissed off. You have a choice, especially as an adult. Yeah. I mean, children yeah. have a choice too, but it's a different in how our minds work. But we yeah. have a choice to make, a conscious choice to make, to be like, actually, I don't mm. want to stay pissed off. I mm. want to move on from this. So you don't have to stay annoyed at the person who cut you up or, be, or said something mean or whatever. You yeah. can choose to just... Be, you can be annoyed for a minute maybe scream yeah. out loud oh, scream into a pillow say, yeah whatever absolutely. and then let it go yeah and let it go yeah and that's the thing isn't it if you're holding on to something for that long what is that actually doing to your to your mind to your day your weeks your months you know um yeah. so so with the when you say you're an anti-bullying champion is there anything you do on a bigger scale to to help sort of eliminate any bullying Oh, I am all here for like calling people out when they're doing things that are really mean as well. I mean, yeah. in a respectful way, I'm not saying like, you know, and I've I've definitely people who have been mean to me before. And when I've spoken to some of my clients or community about it, and then they're like, oh gosh, like they want to go and kind of jump on a bandwagon and like give it back to them. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not going to replicate that behavior. No. But talking about it more, I think me- makes a big difference because yeah. a lot of people feel like they can't because there's shame there and like feeling alone. And I definitely do that. I make that a key part of my message. I, I you know, mm. the the spaces that I create for my clients inside like masterminds and my real cheats and my membership and all of that kind of stuff. It's very open. So there's like, it's not just about your business. There's nothing off the table because there's a real fear there for people. If you mm. do post something that someone's going to be really quite horrible. And, yeah, and yeah. honestly, I'd love to tell you that that's never going to happen, but it's almost like a gold star that when it does, you're like, oh, the credibility. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you've reached, it. Yeah. Really you've reached that level. Are you gonna yeah. get some shit? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so there's that. I do want to do some more stuff with anti-bullying. Um, mm. but I've been very conscious of balancing that with my energy yeah, and like absolutely. I said, coming out of sort of social anxiety and yeah. other things. I want to do a lot more and donate to charities and do some work with charities and things like that as well. So yeah. Yeah, amazing. And I love I love what you said then about calling people out on it because it is important it is um to get that message and the education around mm. around things as well um okay so what still holds you back in your business oh I constantly feel like I'm shit <laughs> this is exactly right I have I have guests like Nicole on on my podcast because you're so honest and this is what my listeners want to know about right so you still feel like you're shit who's telling you that me a hundred percent yeah and and I'm like I'm not good enough I'm making this up do I even know what I'm doing <laughs> especially let's lean into like you know a lot of women around my cycle day 26 not yeah. a good time to make decisions or think these if you think these things okay where am I at yeah my hormones yeah are creating some havoc here for me so let's just wait until day one or two and we'll make some up we won't quit <laughs> we're not going to go and get a job because it all just feels too hard um, yeah yeah but it does sometimes and you know yeah. those things when like maybe I I'm very very passionate about my clients results so sometimes if they're not getting the results yeah. I can feel quite frustrated and like I failed yeah, yeah okay. 100% yeah. and and you know yeah. having supervision and and as a coach and mentor there's two different sides there around like you know the client has all the answers but the client doesn't have all the answers <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah but yeah it does it still holds me back now and it's something that I go to my own mentor and coach with a lot actually yeah. um yeah it's, yeah it's so interesting so I recorded another podcast um this morning and similar questions to ask them and theirs was guilt and it mm. was the guilt of um over giving but also the guilt of 
not sort of having the results all the time. And I'm like, okay, so we, we didn't go too much into that, but it sounds really similar. And I'd say it's really common for most yeah. business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, and people in certain levels of careers that, yeah, you know, there is that element there. I love that. I don't love it because it still holds you back. But it's <laughs> hey, it's how, it's how you deal with it, isn't it? So how you deal with it. To share like the reframe that I have around that now, like, and have to remind myself of is it's not, we're coming back to this whole thing about like, it's theirs. It's not my responsibility. It's not my no. responsibility to make sure that you get the results that you want. That's your responsibility. I will support you and I can help you. Yeah. But you also have to then come like open-hearted, open-handed for help. And, and yeah. that, that stops a lot of people. Yeah. So, and people so, yeah, find it, is, it difficult, yeah. don't they, to come yeah. and be that open person, that open book. And I do think unless you're going to be in that space and don't get me wrong, like it can take a long time to get there. I'm not saying mm. you've got to come straight away and then you've got to be this open book. You might need to do some other work before that. But if you don't and if you don't ask for that support or lean into that mentor or coach, then you are stopping yourself. So that's always going to hold you back, isn't it? You mentioned there about the cycle. Did you ever work around your cycle? Oh, like, oh, do you know, cycle. I wish I could. Who has a 28 day cycle? So like you could. <laughs> Every month, bang on 28 days, unless you're, unless you're a teenager, which we're, you know, this isn't the audience. So, so yeah, I, I, do, I do get it. I do get it. I think, um, so I was on the pill for a long time yeah. and I've been on and off it in my life and I'm off it now. Um, but I, then I did bang on have a 28 day cycle. So that was really useful. Um, it's just interesting because there's a, a previous guest who mm. does a lot of work around uh, cycle strategies. And I think yeah. there's some things that people can take from it. I just wondered if you did, because you mentioned the, the 26 day thing. Um, I do anyway. try. So th- with anything, as you'll know, as a coach, like the it's awareness, right? So with awareness yeah, and yeah. tracking, I mean, I've tracked my cycle for two years rigorously. So I yeah. know my patterns. I know that I'm, you know, I get migraines. Um, which I've mm. suffered with for 20 odd years now. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow, so How can I, I feel so old? And <laughs> I'm, I'm probably a bit older than you, so don't worry. I feel like um, I'm not older than you. So. But, yeah, and <laughs> I, I mean, worry. the thing with migraines, like I know now, having again, like you, you like yourself, come off the pill because yeah. of the synthetic hormones were just not, they were not good for me. No. Um, and being more in tune with that, it's like I'm having another like first starting menstruation like, and I'm, know, like, I'm laughing because I yeah. and couple that with ADHD and being in my mid 30s yeah. so who knows about perimenopause as well and I'm like fucking this is a shit show but it, you know uh, it, it's important to notice like even being like you know is it is it perimenopause or is it just at this point of my cycle I get really hot because that's really normal this is what my hormones are doing yeah educating yeah. yourself around that about two it and is. a half years ago which I actually sent a, this book to one of my business friends uh last week so she sent yeah. me a note this morning saying thank you for it um period power by Maisie Hill I read which is an incredible oh, yeah. book yeah and so, you know I'm an making notes of that because I'll pop a link in actually because that is good it's a fantastic have you read it as well yes yeah, yeah. it's fantastic um and educating yourself you know and it's not necessarily that it's going to be the same every cycle and it's not necessarily that it's going to look different every cycle and it's no. not that, and it's not going to look the same as anyone else either so it's about getting to know yourself yeah um, absolutely I mean I wish they taught this stuff in schools but oh god gosh like well, oh well there's a, a podcast I've recorded a couple of weeks ago that will come out in this series and the lady I spoke to there it talks about perimenopausal menopause yeah. how we can deal with it how we can educate how we can support each other um because I'm 42 and yeah there's definitely symptoms around but you're right there I think it's finding out 
what works for you and your body because everyone's so bloody different aren't they that's the thing absolutely and we all have not just your hormones but all your other preferences so you know your personality type I'm an introvert so my need for rest looks like internal stuff where I'm really on my own whereas other people would feel drained by that and they'd need that sort of external input which would be my idea of I'll be an idea of how me too me too massive introvert and which which shocks a lot of people they're like really I'm like oh god yeah passionate and could talk about you know talk to anyone about anything but actually for my own spaces yeah quiet okay so what you've you've touched on a few things there but what drives you forward then in your business so it's this is really cheesy but um I love a bit of cheese go on when I when (laughs) I was studying for my psychology degree I did that part-time while I was working full-time in banking and the reason that I love psychology is because I wanted to make a bigger impact in the world right I wanted to have that ripple effect I wanted to study for a doctorate and I wanted to like I wanted to be like Freud I wanted to like (laughs) study into something that everybody was gonna you know who says you can't know me for oh time says I can't and drive (laughs) drive now says that I (laughs) drive now I do not want to study for another 10 years no fair Um, enough yeah Um, But with my business, it's the similar drive of making a difference to people's lives. That's what it's really about. And that ripple effect that it also Mm. creates. So it's not just about the individual. So, for example, the business owner, it's not just about the business owner. It's maybe about their team. It's about their family. It's about their community. It's about more than that. It's about more than it's about that ripple effect. And this is what drives me on the days where I think, and that I have them. I don't mm. want to get out of bed. I cannot be bothered. I don't want to work today. The beauty that I have in my business and what I've, and I won't say lucky because it's fortune because I've created it, mm. is that my mm. clients light me up. Like they are incredible. So even yeah. on a shit day, yeah. they drive me because yeah. if I'm if I'm not having a great day or, you know, whatever's going on with hormones or whatever it looks like, because life can be shit sometimes and that's like what happens. Yeah. They drive that fire back in my belly so mm. that's what drives me to help them do more be more have more which sometimes can look like less by the way you can yeah can it absolutely can um, yeah and having that ripple effect and what else that creates that's what drives me I love it and at your clients they sound very aligned because if mm. they get if they get you you get them and that makes a difference right so how do you attract those aligned clients into your life it's going to sound really simple when I know this, I know to caveat, like I know this isn't easy for a lot of people. Be yourself. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's one of my things I say as well. It's just to be you yeah. because that's, that's what attracts people to you is being yourself, isn't it? Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like, you know, I've got a podcast, I've got um, a Facebook community, I'm online and then I do whatever else I do. People say like they jump on a call with me or they meet me in person and they're like, God, you're exactly the same person. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. As if, like, oh, yeah. But to acknowledge that's taken work. Like we said, mm. all the stuff around bullying meant that I did hide quite a lot of myself. The stuff with yeah. ADHD as well for me, masking and not really mm. knowing how and what to be yeah but, but actually when you start to strip all of that back and you find yourself which again I know it sounds like cliche and cheesy but when you can do that you then attract people who are genuinely like you and who wouldn't want to hang out with like-minded people and by this I don't mean an echo chamber I still mean people who will challenge you respectfully though and yes in yeah way, you know that constructive criticism or yeah right yeah. no I, I get it I love that and, and just you've mentioned it a couple of times and I've I've spoken to a few people on podcasts with ADHD how mm. does that 
drive you forward in your business? Do you know what? I have a bigger mission to help more business owners with this. Mm. I think that, well, according to my very non-scientific research <laughs> that I've conducted in a LinkedIn poll. Love it. Um, I thought you were going to say that Dr. Google has told me all this, but okay. No, yeah. no, real people, real people have real people. Them, but there we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, although let's yeah, we won't count all of them. I did a poll and I basically said to people, really curious here, do you have are you a business owner do you have mm. ADHD are you ADHD curious like you may be mm-hmm. or you don't and I think seven percent of people said that they didn't wow but everyone 7%. else was, yeah everyone else was either I yes bet. I or, am yeah or I think I am or so curious about it which wow okay. leads into my own belief that around 90 95 percent mm. and which I see with my clients I see with my clients um so yeah, how does I that have help bigger... then? How does that help if you if you've you know you've been diagnosed with ADHD and you've got you can see it in your clients? How does that help them? So to acknowledge, I haven't been diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've right. decided at the moment. I've decided yeah. not to go down the di- diagnostic okay, medical route. Yeah. Um, because of my self awareness. So and mm. to, to be really clear, this is individual yeah. for everybody. There's no judgment for me if you have or haven't or want to. Or don't. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but through going through that journey myself, I mean, I shared mm. something on LinkedIn about it last year when I was finally ready to actually, I already knew, but I was waiting yeah. and I was nervous about saying it. And I sort of said, look, this is what how it shows up for me. And this is what I do to help myself. And I created a really simple Google Doc that's called ADHD and me. And it just literally outlines, which is also repetitive in classic ADHD fashion, <laughs> um, of all of the things that how it shows up for me. And some people message me still now and say, that document helps me to go and get a diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And people, especially those that are really curious that, oh, I've got a couple of those traits and things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's helping. And you said that you've got a bigger mission around it. So what is that yeah. mission? I, I, I think that a lot of business owners are setting up their businesses because companies are not accommodating for that type of diversity. Mm. And do you think that's just down to lack of education around it? I mean, we're all still learning about it. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a movement, it feels like, at the moment. It's like a neurodiverse mm. movement in, in yeah. a brilliant way. And there's always going to be more learning to do. And, again, like we were saying about cycles and stuff, you know, it's going to show yeah. up differently for every single person. So it's not – you don't have to have a definite set of things to say, yes, that you have it. It's different for everybody, very yeah. different for men, very different for women, very different for menopausal women, very, very yeah. different depending on your preferences and your life and, and all of that. But to answer the question about how it helps, my own learning as any coach, it supports my clients. So I'm not afraid to go there and say, actually, I find this really difficult. And yeah. to be really transparent, it's become more difficult since I've realized that really? I have it because of the unmasking process. So now oh, rather than yeah, like okay. I have a yeah, I yeah. have a hustle. Yeah, if I if I'm if I feel like I'm in trouble or or something needs to be fixed, I'm a fixer. So I'll hustle hard. Like I'll work harder. Mm-hmm. But now I recognize when I'm doing that, it's because I'm freaking overwhelmed and yeah. my brain, you know, there's no dopamine. I'm just acting on impulse and that's not a good place. So I crash. So again, now noticing patterns for myself, which I can see in my clients and I can support them with as well, if it's how yeah. it shows up for them. But just being really honest with myself. Yeah. And you know, I say it now, um, when I did my ICF accreditation, um, which I completed like sometime last year, 
And um, one of the things in it was that you can't take notes. You shouldn't really be taking too many notes when you're coaching because um, you're not present with the client. And I was yeah. like, hold up though. I get that it's about <laughs> the client, but to stay present with the client and support the client when my ADHD brain is going off 10 years down the line and making plans for like their retirement or whatever, yeah, yeah. like we need to come back to the present. So I yeah. can do all of that by having accommodations for myself. So that aren't distracting for a client or mm. you know, there's ways around that. So it's also about, you know, challenging that status quo and being like, you know, actually this is difficult or this is how, this is a coping mechanism. This is what you could do instead. This is how mm. you can make it easier for you. And a lot of that is acceptance. So it's acceptance yeah. that this is your pattern. This is how your brain works. This is what you need, yeah. um, which is, which is in, in itself, as you know, like a key part of coaching anyway. That's what. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you know what? That's a really interesting point there because yeah. Okay. You're not supposed to take notes says who because I know you can be present <laughs> and do things if you know I've just written something down but I'm still listening yeah, yeah. to you but actually um it's individual isn't it so it's individual for the person and it's how we learn and how we communicate it's different to everyone so Absolutely. I think rules can be broken <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say on that so rules, yeah. are, rules are there to rules be broken broken yeah absolutely <laughs> okay so we've mentioned it um in your intro but you've got kind of no bullshit approach to yeah. your business uh, which I love it's so me as well I like keep things simple just get to the point you know yeah. keep things basic how does that have a positive impact on not only you but also your clients that you work with so if I take how the positive impact on me first mm. again neurodiversity yeah. my I'm an overthinker so in mm. my head if I'm not being really honest about what I think I'll then question what have I said did I say that right like how what does that look like oh did they think this or not if you're just straight up which I am anyway like mm. there's no reading between the lines yeah so it's for me this. yeah it's simple in terms of energy management like it's more it's better to be that way um, the no bullshit approach with my clients obviously comes with kindness and it's it's tricky actually sometimes because as a coach as we were saying before your client has all of the answers so you don't need to be direct with them that's not really your role your role is to facilitate yeah. space for them to explore and ask them powerful questions um but as a mentor it's very different so mm. for example and I won't mention any names but one of my clients who's worked with me long term we were going through some stuff with her figures and I had to give her really strict sort of realization about yeah. what was really going what was really going on and some stuff that yeah. she you know again being open hadn't shared with me before okay um, yeah. and I said like you know this is gonna have to change now like mm. you are you ready for this to be different for you because this pattern's repeating itself that mm. is you know with love the no bullshit stuff is always there to help you yeah it's not yeah. there it's not there to make you feel like shit it's not yeah. there to make you question yourself but at the same time let's go back to the responsibility part and feeling guilty and all of that that can be really hard to do because you build yeah. a relationship with people who trust you so it's about the timing of when you do that as well mm, absolutely who's receiving it um, yeah. but it does have a positive impact I took some of this to my mentor and I said oh my god I feel so bad like I, I feel guilty for, for being really quite direct and yeah. um, one of the things she said to me was but do you think from opening up that conversation it means that now they can make change which is absolutely, absolutely. obviously yes that's why I did yeah. it yeah but you know 
if you we're still all have just those feelings. coming around, I'm not here. And it, I am, but I, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not here to tell you all of the things that you want to hear to stroke your ego and to make you feel good. Because if there's stuff that's happening, either mm. in your business or in your life, that's holding you back from the goals that you've told me that you want to achieve. Yeah. I'm here to shine a light on it for you. That's mm. my role. Yeah. So it's your responsibility in terms yeah. of what you do with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What you can do with that and what you choose to do as well. Because a lot of people choose to ignore a lot of stuff. So if you yeah. if you choose to do that, that's your choice, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um what's one tip that you can give to somebody who's listening today? If I could say one thing to you today to help you, this is the one tip I'm going to give you. What would that be? Oh, what a question. Um Oh, I've got so many things coming up in my neurodiversity <laughs> brain right now. I'm like, oh, pick one. Um, oh, it really depends. You know, I mean, let's go with business owners, mm. female business owners who a lot of the time doubt themselves, right? I would say to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who support your growth. By this, I don't mean you know divorce your husband or your wife or sack your friends well, sometimes you might have sometimes to, but yeah it depends <laughs> but you know be really conscious of what you're surrounding yourself with because as women we're empaths and most of the time anyway mm. that is a sweeping generalization but it is generally yeah. true and we take a lot of it in so you know someone asking how's your little business going oh well <laughs> oh are you still are you still doing that like um yeah but why are you dicking around on your phone um yeah but are you sure that's not too big for you are you sure you're ready for that are you mm. sure that's not too much of a scary step I get that these people love you yeah yeah then they're trying to be just, supportive it's and they're trying to be supportive but not in the way that I know that you need them to be so surround yourself with people who are going to challenge you like I said let's not create an echo chamber but find mm. people who are going to support you to make that shit happen like yeah yeah Love it. And that's one of the things I say is find that community that's actually going to push you in the right way, but with kindness as well. Yeah. 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 Okay. Last question for me, really importantly, what is your favorite cake? Chocolate cake. <laughs> Love it. Straight in. Uh, why have you even asked me if there's any <laughs> other cake available? <laughs> Anything with chocolate in chocolate. is yeah. happiness. So, Can I just ask you, you've mentioned chocolate a couple of times. Now, are you a dark chocolate or a milk chocolate or white chocolate? All of the chocolate. All but of the chocolate, yeah. In consideration of my health. <laughs> in moderation, of course, yeah. Dark chocolate <laughs> is more of my go-to now because basically I have permission to eat more of it. <laughs> so... <laughs> that's mine as well I eat a lot of dark chocolate and that's the thing it's much better for you much better yeah yeah amazing Nicole you've been an absolute dream to have on the podcast thank you so so much and if anyone is interested in finding out more about anything to do with your anti-bullying work that you do um your business in general or just listening to you on your own podcast where can we find you uh, the best places are I have my podcast, which is called Supercharge Your Business, which you can find on any platform. And on LinkedIn is my favorite hangout. That's your favorite. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolute dream. Thank you Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. As always, my leaving message to you is remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review.